Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it... I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hooray! Oh, na, 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 da, da. Sorry, that was the end of the song. A fact of life is everyone is just a little gay. Uh, a little just more a little. fact is that the binary doesn't actually exist. It's exactly. just a lo- a story that we have been told that is not the full picture of it's, a human experience. It's a spectrum. We're all on the spectrum somewhere, and that spectrum is constantly fucking moving. Should be. Just like I me mean, four life years is ago. movement. Movement is life. <laughs> uh, let's get. Welcome to It's Our Turn, Queers in Cults. To It's Our Turn. Sorry. I can't really hear myself. Are you, Are we sure? I'm on. I think you're on. Okay. I think, I mean, okay. Well, that sounds a little better. Yeah, I turned you up in your own mic. Okay. I can hear you. Okay, great. That's great. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Great. I'm glad. Am I coming in clear? <laughs> <laughs> can Are you, you hear coming me now? In? Are you coming? You're coming oh, in something. <laughs> well, what the fuck are we talking about today? Other than just like our know. usual bullshit. Well, actually, we have the reading. So we need to... Um. <clears throat> so what do we <laughs> what the fuck are we here for <laughs> who are we where is this what's happening I don't know there's there's an event going on in this area and oh, we are both yeah. a little flustered and no, we're not one of all I am not used to being around so, so many, many freaking people. people not by choice yes. and two of all it just like strings me out like so many yeah. personalities so many energies all around and then throw yeah. on COVID it's just like I'm a little strung yes. out. So I legit <laughs> almost had a panic attack right before this. It was the closest I've been to a full on panic attack panic attack from social anxiety in a long time. I have I don't know if you I don't know if you suffer from panic attacks. Um I have and, in the past. And if yeah. you do, do you have kind of like a do you like warning signs? Like I have like stage one, stage two, stage three, and I'm it's like I mean I I I wish I was that aware. I'm sure, I guess what, I guess to answer your question, I'm sure there are signs. I just haven't been like present enough in my body to be able to observe them. Well, I don't even know if it's about present as much as frequency. Like I've just had so many of them. I mean, but, but you are present. Yeah. Like you have been able to observe, to notice the signs of your pain. I didn't at first though, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but now I know it's like the, I get my hypervigilance goes up to like a fucking 
97, you know, and uh, percent. And I'm just like, I, I don't know if you noticed earlier because you were with me, but I was, I was just you. like darting. Like I, like my head just constantly was like turning and I was looking at everything. It's a hypervigilance for <sighs> sure. Yeah. I was just like, I was literally like scanning every single person in the room and I was trying to listen to every single sound and that starts getting overwhelming. And then I get to the point where I, I feel like I'm going to start crying. And then if I start crying, then I start hyperventilating. And then that's when the full on panic attack and then it's embarrassing yeah. and then I have to leave. Yeah. I mean, this kind of ties into what we talked about talking about today, but we can always like digress and you know, change subjects. No, but no. Let's. What we're gonna. What are we gonna talk? What are we talking about today? Yeah. So what we're. What the topic is kind of is how the church or how religion or how society. I mean, it's all very blurry and arguably the same thing at this point. Um, yep. But how that presence spins all human interaction as something confrontational or aggressive or something that you have to fight out of, mm -hmm. like. Um, for example, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, um, but this extreme of like good or evil and nothing in between, well, yeah. uh, sin or purity and absolutely nothing in between. And so that causes a lot of like, um, humans are all aggressive. Humans are all not trustworthy, mm -hmm. especially those that are not in the faith. I mean, in Mormonism, the faith, quote unquote. Right. Well, yeah. the faith is like so broad. Insert. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> insert that's church I'm here. Yeah. Um, God, but I'm, so, I'm sorry. My brain is like, <laughs> I'm literally only thinking of 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 um, uh, innuendos. So I apologize if I make literal like ridiculous like it's okay. children high, like You're, like. Your brain needs to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but if you will allow me to, to like, share a little bit of what Please. Mormonism kind of teaches. Is... Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, my God. I'm what's so your sorry. name? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was editing the last episode that we did together, and we did the same thing where we forgot to introduce ourselves. And you, <laughs> I was seriously dying because you were like, oh, my God, who the fuck are you? <laughs> or what the fuck is your name? It was really funny. Uh, I am Aiden Ash. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, my name is Everson. My pronouns are he, they. And also, just if we can add one more thing to that, I come from a Pentecostal background. I was in a Christian Pentecostal um, background and you were Mormon Mormon so I just that that's kind yeah. of like an, an interesting piece of information I would like to include every now and then hi my name is Emerson and I'm, I'm a recovering Mormon <laughs> I guess that's not a very good phrase because I'm not like recovering to be a Mormon oh that's what me and my cousin well, say. We actually, say that we're recovering Pentecostals recovering alcoholic you are not recovering to be an alcoholic either so like you're recovering from it right okay yeah. okay no I yeah mean, like like jokes aside it genuinely feels like that. Like if, like I, I, I feel like I'm recovering from. I mean, I, I was in a cult, and I, and yes. I'm recovering from that, that, that trauma. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I feel like being a human uh, requires a certain amount of uh, recovery. Recovery. Like if you were a child at some point, you, you kind of need to recover from something. Okay, but I, I don't want to. I want to just mention this one thing because I really want you to talk about. Yeah, that. please don't forget the thought. Um. I think it's uh, I think it's so sad that at this point, at least in our generation, that most children from our generation and the one after us, like there's a solid eighty to ninety percent chance you had you have trauma. Yes. Like it's not even there's like a one hundred percent. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're right. There's like like the percentages are off the chart. Like 
the last couple generations, it's like, no, 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 it's not if, it's what kind and how severe. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that we have understood trauma or, like, no. the effects mm -hmm. of what happens when we are in these bodies and something is not aligning with our souls. I don't know. I'm getting real spiritual here, but go no. with me. Yes, I'm if, on it. I'm if, there. You're, if you are disconnected from what is happening around you, whether it be something that you cannot comprehend based on age or situation or whatever... If there's a split in this in the self, that causes trauma. And if we're talking about where trauma came from, it has been around since humanity yes. started. Yes. That that like that I don't know. I feel like we are very much still like monkey brains. And that's not yeah. discounting monkeys, but it's like no. I know this, what you're saying this like primal kind of right it's so yeah. primal i mean animals do fucked up shit and the only reason that we say it's fucked up is because our society has said that's fucked up you yes. know what i mean I, yes they don't have that moral compass necessarily or they're just operating on survival only which is actually quite relatable to a lot of people with trauma exactly and so if we're looking at like I mean, big ones, war, that has been around for the... It's never not been around, okay? It's never not been around. It's ne like war trauma has not ever been addressed. And only now. I mean, The Body Keeps the Score is the book that came from veteran yep. trauma. Because I'm, I'm these people now, were coming back from war and they didn't understand why they couldn't go back to normal. Yeah. And that is exactly what trauma does it breaks your fucking brain yes um, yes sorry i does. swear a lot um but so like the witch trials that's a big one that mm -hmm. we haven't healed from all of the wars um all of the like suppression that and like in in that suppression the tools from religion and uh, whatever i mean I, I feel like i've gone on <laughs> quite a rant I'm, already i'm loving every minute of it because you're absolutely right there's not uh, even just the concept that that PTSD that can happen from assault or abuse or neglect mm -hmm. is as severe and the same as as because PTSD used to only be reserved for war trauma, like and veterans. physical yeah. events, you yes. know, like very yes. But they're realizing now that it's it's like it's it's everywhere. It's a, yeah. It's the, <laughs> it's not. I don't want to say this. It's the same thing because that's not the point I'm making. But like. PTSD is not something that is only specific for veterans. PTSD is an experience that many people have. Uh, yes, and and to kind of clarify on that, that you're not like saying that it's the same thing. War trauma and not having a financially stable home are very very different things. And I and you know that needs to be made very clear that it's not interchangeable. That trauma cannot be ranked in that way. Exactly. But that's the whole fucking point. That trauma can look like. A parent saying no once or it can look like a parent locking you in a room forever you know like yeah. the yes. the the spectrum of trauma is so situational and truthfully it is in my opinion a lot based on age because when you're younger if you if you're told no to a candy bar you throw a fucking fit because you don't know that it really isn't the end of the world that you exactly. don't get a candy bar yeah and and then a lot of ways recover that Exactly. Quick, from from that quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But there isn't that perspective, and yes. you know, with a lot of a, a, and not 
not with all adults, but with a lot of adults or with a lot of people that have matured with time, it's easier to have that perspective of like, yeah, yes, this is a source of trauma, but I can disconnect from it a little bit. I can see that it won't be this big of an event forever. Yeah. And it takes time and it takes <laughs> safety, honestly, to get to that point. Yeah. But that's like that's a really important point to be made that trauma looks and feels and sounds like all sorts of different things yes. and just because it quote unquote isn't as bad as someone else's it's still trauma if it feels yes. like trauma don't yeah. discount yourself that way you know have you watched any of like the the marvel the marvel movies or the any of the like any kind of anything that deals with like multiverse and <sighs> and timelines and stuff um I'm gonna nerd out here for a second. How long of an? How long do you have for this answer? The short <laughs> answer: Yes, I nerd the fuck out on on like a decision making a split reality yes. or like so the branches of realities. That's yes. kind of how I view trauma. So yeah. like we have our timeline that like our our I don't want to say ideal, but like possibly like like the higher self. Yeah, ex the timeline that it's like if you didn't experience trauma, this would be your fully realized self mm. and then every time you experience trauma it creates a branch off a yeah. branch reality off of that and so some people have one branch reality that possibly can reconnect with their timeline mm -hmm. maybe some people have two and then those can also reconnect you know with their timeline but then some of us like myself have an innumerable amount of of timelines that have been created by trauma that I'm not even entirely sure which one I'm on. I don't even think I can see my ideal timeline. Right. I think like sometimes I get glimpses of what it would possibly look like, but I'm so far out on so many multiple timelines. I don't even know how I can get back to that one. And so that's kind of how I view trauma is like every single new timeline, quote unquote, that trauma creates is just as valid as the other ones. But some people have, 150 million timelines some people have two you yeah, know and yes all valid just different you mm -hmm. know that's how yeah. i view it viewing trauma as an alternate timeline is a kind of a really cool thing by the way well it's and and it's interesting because it kind of it's almost like there's this shadow of a timeline that that was possible that because you experienced this thing it is no longer a reality and it feels like that they're, I feel, I don't know. I'm not trying to like, Go with this it. I'm, is, I'm, I'm, I'm loving <sighs> it. What do you, what do you, what do you want to say? <laughs> um, it's, it's almost like, like, I mean, okay. Talking about split selves, like okay. in these in these events or in these decisions that cause split timelines. Yes, there's this shadow of a timeline that was supposed to happen if you didn't have any trauma. Yes, in theory. Yes, and I don't know. I've just like the the rabbit hole of like I could have prevented trauma from happening is like such a slippery yeah, fucking a slippery... slope for me. How could you have prevent, prevented trauma? Like, how is that possible? I Because my uh, trauma happened at such a young age, I didn't know it was trauma. Well, and, and I think it, like, even, okay, some questions that I have asked myself about, like, this shouldn't have happened. Like, it should have happened differently. Because I get, I get stuck in those cycles a lot of, mm -hmm. like, 
if only this hadn't happened, I would be a so much happier and healthier person. Like yeah, if this one too. thing didn't happen, I would be so different. Yeah. But I, to me, it's like, a sh what is your priority? Are you trying to live life? Am I trying to live life mitigating the human experiences? And if so, why am I trying to mitigate or like to lessen my like interaction with the human experience? Why am I trying to, <sighs> I've super lost my train of thought. Oh, I hate when that happens. I liked where you're going though. Um, oh, priorities. Like I, I, for me, the priority isn't to try and lessen the pain. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are boundaries there. There are things I can do to set myself up that will make sure that pain doesn't happen, such as not going into large crowds of people. That is something sure. that would cause me a lot of pain. I'm not going to do that to myself. Yeah. But getting to a place internally to where... Like I'm, I ask myself, can you just handle it? Can you just handle this pain? And mm -hmm. of course, that is like not a very good way to go through life yeah. for everyone. Yeah, like there are boundaries there, but for me, trying to go through life thinking of all the ways that I could have done it differently so mm -hmm. that it didn't hurt as much. That's such a slippery slope for me that I am more focusing on being okay with whatever is happening with yes. with doing things for myself yes. too. Oh, <laughs> I, so what I'm taking from this and what I'm how I'm relating to it is um, a concept that I call for me emotional budgeting. So mm. I only have it. I do the same thing with energy because I'm someone who. Uh, uh, lives with chronic illness, so I only have. Uh, if you haven't looked up the spoons theory, you should do it. It's just type in the spoons theory to Google. The article will come up. It's yeah. It's like a five minute it's read. Everywhere. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, but it's talking about budgeting your energy, and I also um, like emotional budgeting. I kind of I only have so much energy to spend. I only have so much emotional capacity to deal with. So now let's. Can I just stop you really quick? Yeah. That's an element that a lot of people are not familiar with. That there yes. are limitations to your yes. energy of what so, you can do and what you can offer. Just sit with that if that resonates with you yes. for a second. <laughs> so kind of. So okay. To 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 go off that, I want to talk. I'll briefly mention the spoons theory, mm -hmm. um, which is a person who has uh, the uh, has lupus, I believe, which is chronic, which is an autoimmune disorder. I also suffer from at least one <laughs> autoimmune disorder, possibly <laughs> two. Uh, and so they talk, their friend, I'll just go through this real fast. Um, their friend asked them like, oh, what's a day in your life? And the person responded with, you know, the rehearsed hand answer that every single person who has chronic illness has because people ask them all the time. And they were like, no, what's an actual day like for you? Yeah. And so they where they grabbed up a bunch of spoons from other tables and handed them 12 spoons and said, okay, that's your energy for the day. <gasps> a poster oh just God. fell in the room and it was really kind of scary. This is the second poster that's fallen today. Oh my God. What did you bring in here with you, Emerson? I, 
God. I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't know it was that good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Thanks for being here, spirits. Um, We welcome you. Thank you. We're just going to take a deep breath. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Call my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha? (laughs) Georgina? Is that you? Georgina? So she handed she handed them twelve spoons and said, "Walk me through your day." Mm-hmm. Um, the, speaking to the person without chronic illness, and so they were like, "Oh, I I wake up in the morning and I get out of bed and I take a shower." And they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. you opened your eyes? That's one spoon." And then you got out of bed. That's another spoon. What did you do in the shower? Did you wash your hair? Did you shave your legs? Yeah, is it a full full body shower? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's a real thing for me. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I, like like I I genuinely it's just a it's just a my ha- uh, uh, it's just how my I live my life now. Like I don't even think about the fact that I do this, but I, I think about when I'm getting in the shower in the morning, I plan my showers around what I have to do with the day. So I'm like, Oh shit, I've got a meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning. This is not a wash my hair day. This is just a quick shower day. And you're like, Oh, I need to like, I can't be at this place at this time if I also have to shave. So I need to shave today because I've got the time in my shower <clears throat> because I don't, I won't have the, the spoons to shave tomorrow when I have to be. You've just be, you've <sighs> just gotten so so good Sorry. at yeah. like being the most efficient with allocating you have your to spoons. Be. You have to be, and sometimes that just means sacrifice. That means, oh wow, my hair is so fucking dirty, and I have two days gro- shave growth, but I have to be somewhere at nine o'clock in the morning. I I can't. I just can't. So I'll, you have I to prioritize yeah. real quick. And so, you know, she walked, and so by the time she had left for work in the morning, she'd used six of her 12 spoons, and she had to budget out these six spoons for the rest of her fucking day. And it got to the point when she was coming home at night, it was like, I can either, I can make food, but I won't have energy to wash the dishes, or I can buy food for dinner, but then I'll have to spend the money that I don't have, but I won't have, but I'll have the energy to eat it. You know, if I cook it, if I cook it and wash the dishes, I won't have energy to eat my food, like all that. So yeah. It's really like a really great way of describing what having chronic illness is like. And and so when you have, especially if you have chronic illness, when you go into emotional budgeting, you, um, you know, you only have so much energy to, to manage the, your emotions. Yeah. Pardon me. And so I go into this kind of like, okay, I'm coming up against this thing. I'm coming up against this, you know, like, like you said, can I deal with this? Can I, can I just deal with this? Can I just handle it? Um, it, I kind of go into that emotional budgeting. It was like, Oh, I could sit here and I could process this emotion, but that would cost X amount of energy. Totally. And that's going to be this long process. And I really want to enjoy this phase I'm in. Yeah. Or I want to enjoy this night with my friend, or I want to enjoy fill in the blanks with whatever. So I'm going to emotionally budget. I'm going to close that off. I'm not going to process that right now because I don't have the energy because I want to enjoy this. Yeah. So there's, you know, like, like living your life and being authentic and enjoying this, the, the, these things in your life are not things that can coexist with also processing emotions for a lot of us. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to budget. So, you know, that's why phrases that like, just sit with yourself, just meditate, just do these things. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like if I'm going to sit and meditate and sit with my thoughts and journal, that's, that's emotional, but that's, that's emotional money I have to spend. Yeah. And if I spend that money, I don't have it to spend on the coffee date I have with this friend or catching up with this person I haven't seen in three years or just watching this movie I want to watch that I know is going to have some emotional processing. Like I can't do it all. Yeah. You know? And, and, yes. And, 
And that's what uh, the reality for a lot of people with trauma is that we can't do it. We can't sit with ourselves and process our emotions and meditate and read our tarot and, and, you know, like do and journal and then also go live our day and go to work and then be around people. And then also stop by the bar on the way home and grab a drink with a friend in a little really loud environment and catch up. That's not an option for us. Yeah. That's I, I, that costs at least 50 emotional dollars and I've got 25 max <laughs> to spend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, and it's really important to know, it's really important to know yourself for that reason, because yeah. if you are constantly going and going and going and then you're at negative spoons, mm-hmm. how can you speak kindly to someone who deserves yes. your kind words, who yeah. deserves your the time, you know, like yeah. it, it, you can't. And that's and yes, specifically people with like chronic illness, chronic pain. Um, I mean, anyone who is outside of the cis hetero like monogamous like, like whatever what's the, um uh non non neurodivergent like full like n- like uh doesn't have chronic illness healthy person yeah, yeah all of that but even those people that are like on the top of their game whatever that fucking looks like they still have energy allocation they still yeah. have processing and yes. unprocessing that mm-hmm. they are not you know like Their everyone are just further than ours absolutely yeah. they might start the day with 140 spoons whereas someone else might start with 12 like truly exactly. that's and that is where it's like yes someone that starts off with 12 spoons is really unfair but that is not to just instantly say that someone that starts with 140 spoons has an easier life and and so like it that's it's really important to have compassion for all experiences for Mm -hmm. all narratives Mm -hmm. and if that means i don't know i am very much speaking to myself when like you give credit or validation or like sustenance to your own narrative I have been very negligent of that. I have not put any stock or like importance or weight into my narrative. And yeah. and it's really important to do that because when when you don't put stock in your own story, no one else will either. Unfortunately, I mean that's the, the okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are nowhere near the topic we decided nope. we were going to talk about. Maybe we can start on next hour. <laughs> yeah, after the break. Um, but I that's uh that's a thing that bothers me is is when people talk about like what was it you just said well i i want to even re- okay i want to correct myself but what i did say yes is that no one else is going to um like advocate for you maybe yes yeah no no totally and this is this is valid because you're right like that that when people you know, say, oh, it takes a village, you know, and oh, like put it, and yes, community yeah. and like there's, you know, we all need community because we do need community. We do. But what the fuck does community look like? Community looks like, you know, helping people who need help. But then but then we're also like, well, no one's going to advocate for you. No one's going to help you in your time of need. Well, then which one is it? Well, OK. OK. And that's and that's where I want to go with this, because I have an answer for you. And it's a it's a definition that I have newly come into. Yes. And I'm I ready for it. and I'm I'm ready to share it. Um, I got it from the podcast Mormons on Mushrooms. Mormons. If you're listening, God. I have a I have found my Mormons on Mushrooms. I mean, I was so glad Mormons on Mushrooms is my Mormons on Mushrooms. But <laughs> I have found my one that I'm going to I'll talk about. too. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so. 
community is the container for which you can be your weird ass self. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, like in it, an elaboration on it is that it it is it's like something that walks beside you it is with you it is not there like holding you up it is not doing everything for you you are doing a lot for yourself as much as you can yeah and you are doing stuff for the community and they are giving back to you but that's that's the whole thing is like a lot of people will not advocate for you but there are people that can. out there yeah. there are communities out there that are that container that yeah. do receive people without judgment or yeah. you know if they're working on themselves like that but th- again that's like something that can be found yes you know totally. like that community and that compassion and that like ability to be safe around people is out there <laughs> and it's it's hard when you so for me so i think this is probably pretty common in religious with religious trauma is that I have a hard time trusting community because I was hurt by the people closest to me, you know, especially and also people with, you know, parental trauma, Mm -hmm. familial trauma in any kind of way. Um, I was hurt by the most by the people who were closest to me. And so I constantly struggle between one, not being able to trust people, two, um, constantly feeling like a burden. So I don't want my problems to become your problems because you've got your own problems to deal with and I don't want to bring you down. But then I des- and then three, I desperately need community. So I, I desperately need community to help as do we all. So mm-hmm. finding a balance with between those three of like, how can I trust you? I don't want to overwhelm you. I also need you. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and that's the thing is like, you are not alone. Like you, that's like, if nothing else, if you get, if you, the collective, you get nothing else from this podcast, it is that you are not alone ever. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that there is someone else out there that has experienced the exact same feeling. But what, what, I digressed. Um, It is really hard to find that community and to be able to have those conversations. And what where I'm going with that, because I haven't found that community. I haven't found it. Um, Well, I mean, there are people. There are people that are my community. But the like the community. I don't know how else to like. I know it's it's hard. It's a hard one because. I've run into I, I I didn't mean to interrupt you if you were if you had more of the thought to say I do but but go well what I was saying is I have a hard time because it, like clarifying that because when sometimes when I say I haven't found my community then people who are close to me my friends who are supporting me on a regular basis take basis take offense to that sometimes because they think right. I'm saying that they're not my community or that I'm not they're not helping me and that's not what I mean I have people in my life who are support systems yeah there's my support systems they're my family they're really close to me but then there's something different about there there's something different about a community it's not like it's not necessarily people that love you and care about you and your family it can be that it it can be included in Uh that it can be inclusive of that but there's something about like it's a it's a group of people with a similar mindset that you can relate to um 
And so sometimes I feel like I haven't found that group. But yeah. that doesn't change or negate the fact that I have these people. Yeah, uh, to, to clarify, and, and I can only speak to what I'm experiencing, but it sounds very similar to what you have going on. I have a lot of friends that I go to when I need to talk to someone, when I need human connection. I have a lot of people for that. But what is different is that all of those people don't know each other. And I don't know why that makes it... I mean, I do know why that makes it stronger. It just makes it stronger yeah. when everyone knows each other and is like that is the community, that connection with other people and other people are connected with each other. I'm not saying that. I mean, we're in Humboldt County. Everyone's kind of connected to everybody, especially yeah. in the gender, sexuality, inclusive community. I don't know what the fuck to call us anymore. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it just, it gets smaller. We all know yeah, each other. Absolutely. But it is different. It's, and for me too, it's what's lacking is like the like-minded. Yeah. The people that I can go to, that I can explain where I've come from, that I haven't had a very good opportunity in communities because I came from the church because I had a lot of friend groups within that church that because I left the church or because I questioned myself or questioned my surroundings, they mm -hmm. disowned me. And that happened a couple other times because I wasn't clear on my boundaries or when I was, they, you know, it, it, it's, di it's diluted, but having that ability to be clear and clean about this is why I'm unsure about being here. Is it okay? Like asking consent. Is it okay for me to share my truth? Is it okay? Like, do you have time and space to listen to me? Because yeah. that is huge. If someone can't listen to you and you just go off ranting, who, what, what good does that do really either of you? You yeah. know, because yep. I mean, for me, I am intentional in when I speak that I want to be listened to. Yeah. And if it's not going to happen, I simply don't speak. I don't have, I, I can't, I can't sacrifice those spoons. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and so it's like, if I, and it's like, it's kind of taken like a little bit outside of my comfort zone to, to reach out. And right now I'm trying it with my people, like with yeah. my solid support systems of yeah. like, this is why I'm behaving how I am. <laughs> um, is it okay if like, do you have time and space for me to share my story? And then from that, like their answer in that a lot of the times tells so much more of if they are really trustworthy and if that is a community worthy person and and it's like there's a balance between accepting a person for who they are and mm -hmm. being a choosy choosy beach well, like i'm choosy like well, i just yes, i'm i'm was, very particular yes. with who i spend my time with yes. right now because my spoons are so fucking limited i was getting ready to say the same thing that it's like it's not sometimes like Sometimes I don't have the energy to give someone second chances. Yes. And that doesn't speak to their character. That doesn't speak to their worth or their validity. But if I reach out and make that effort and they can't reciprocate, that's totally fine. But unfortunately, this is a six spoon friendship and I only had one to spare. Yeah. So like you do you and you're fucking incredible and I love you and I support you. But I can't. I don't like again the I don't I don't have the the spoons yeah. the energy to yeah. 
to to make this exchange. Yeah. You know? And that's really hard. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. And that's that's something that I wish was more, you know, people. I wish that was more broadcast and understood generally as people understand the spoons theory in relation to energy physically. So it affects your job, it affects your work, it affects your ability to go out and have friends and do, and then some people understand it in relation to emotional, you know, so they understand that, Mm -hmm. you know, they understand PTSD and, and panic attacks and, and, and then how many relationships you can you can handle and stuff like that. But I wish that a deeper level is that when you have anything that limits your spoons, chronic illness, PTSD, all of the above, whatever. Depression, any mental illness. Depression, anxiety, mental illness, physical illness, anything. Yeah. Um, that it affects everything. So a lot of times people, so this is a difference. A lot of people think that, you know, it affects, it affects relationships so they think you can have an indefinite amount of relationships but all of them will be affected no 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 no. right i can have three relationships and those three will be drastically affected yep you know (laughs) it determines how much of it you can do and then how you do it with what you can have yeah so it's severely limiting yeah and then and also it stacks so if you have chronic illness your spoons are limited if you have mental illness your your spoons are limited if you have chronic illness and mental illness your spoons are limited equally mm-hmm. you know like if if just for to to add a value to it if chronic illness takes away three spoons and mental illness takes away three spoons then if you have both you're limited six spoons right from your 12 or whatever exactly it does stack it does and and it it, it permeates literally every aspect of life and limits everything you can do good and bad. Yeah. When you, I'm dealing with this right now. I've got so many wonderful things in my life and I'm realizing I can't do them all. And I have to prioritize the things I like, the things I want to do. And that's, that is a challenge that people with chronic illness and mental illness deal with every single day. And it's not always particularly talked about that. It doesn't just limit your ability to, to handle, um, and and budget the things that you don't want to do or the things that are difficult, but it also makes you budget the things you do like. Exactly. And it, it's really challenging. It's uh, yeah. Really overwhelming. Yeah. It's almost a full like it'll it takes so many spoons it just feels to manage like a your spoons. Job. Yes, <laughs> it takes spoons to manage your fucking spoons. That is the cycle. It is overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. But and so it just comes back to if you are in a similar place where you are knowing what you're looking for and you're not finding it quite yet. I mean, the internet is a beautiful place because there are so many fantastic communities Mm -hmm. on there and it, you know, safety is crucial and that's where being in touch with yourself and understanding what red flags look like and what your boundaries are before you get into situations like that, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. saying no is crucial on the internet. Oh, yeah. um, and again, there's that like element of consent. If if the person isn't asking consent and is just either sending you things or asking you things or Opening moving past your boundaries, yeah, uh-huh. that whether you have said them or not, it it's important to acknowledge that. But what I'm getting at is the internet is a really incredible place that if you're looking and you know what you're looking for, 
I believe you can find it. Yeah. But and and another element to this is like everyone experiences loneliness. That's the funny thing about loneliness is that it makes you think that you're the only one that's feeling it. But in I challenge you to take that loneliness that you are feeling and have it fuel the fire of you know exactly what you're looking for in a community and you are going to wait the fuck out until it is mm-hmm. just right because yeah. you are worth it because it is worth waiting for. If it yeah. is worth waiting for, I don't know what you're looking for, yeah. but figure it out. And, it, yeah. and, and and like, ah, you are so capable of figuring it out. Yeah. Just give yourself a second Yeah. to just sit. sit. Or not sit. I don't know. If you can't sit, I don't know. And capability, you know, like when you say you are so capable, uh, uh, you're capable of, you are, you know, you may be capable of doing something. And if you aren't capable of doing that, you may be capable of looking up how to do that. And if you aren't capable of looking up how to do that, you may be capable of, of realizing that you aren't capable and then what steps to take to get capable. Yes. So when we say capability, we don't mean it's not this like, get off the couch and do something. That's not what yeah, we're saying. No, no, no. It's like that you are a capable person and what what capabilities you have is unique to each person. And if your capability is to just figure out in what ways you're capable, that's capability. And you are, you, you, you have that inside of you somewhere and you may need a community or a person or a therapist and all, and, or all of those things. Yeah. And that is beautiful and amazing and, and, and incredible and valid. And, and that capability is, is like you are capable of, of finding out what makes you capable. Yes. Like that, that's what, it, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, fuck, I was going to say something else that, um, you're capable. Oh, oh, being empowered in what capable means for you. Yes. Like, and that's where, that's what I, this is what I was going to say. That's where compassion comes into this because without compassion, you're still going one is still, I don't know, without compassion, I went into it with this perspective of like, just get off the couch, you know? Yeah. Be more capable. Be yeah. more. But with with a little bit of compassion for yourself, you can see how you are very capable, especially taking into account how many spoons you have, mm-hmm. especially taking into account what it takes for you to even, like, get onto a computer. You know, like, just... Yeah be a little more compassionate to yourself allows you to open up the definitions of the words that we have, like capability, like ability, like doing something. It's not capability isn't a destination. It is wherever you're at. Yes. So if you are researching how to get the things that you need, that is your capability and you're capable of doing that. It's not that, oh, I'm gonna try to achieve capability. You are capable. You are are inherently capable because capability is attached to what you're doing and what you're able to do. Yeah. Period. And, you know, it's really hard to know what you need when you don't have the words for it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, speaking from my experience, I just, I need to throw it out there that I've packed a lot of shame and guilt 
in not having the words for what I need or not not having the ability to say or to know what I need. Mm-hmm. And so even even in not knowing what you need, even in being in this feeling of just like, oh, I need something else, but it's not right here and I'm stuck. Like, that is so temporary. That is so temporary. But you are valid in that in that feeling. Yep. You are super, super valid in not knowing what the fuck you want. Because <laughs> you have, I mean, if you're, maybe not, but like, we have been told what we've wanted our whole lives. We haven't really had a choice to know or even explore what we want because it has been so sculpted and critiqued and manipulated ultimately. Yep. Um, and so there's there's been a lack of ability and therefore like a stunting of knowing yourself. And it's okay that you don't know yourself, but you can know yourself. It is so possible. And there are so many resources on ways of figuring out what you like in any realm, you know? Yep. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. I feel like it's <laughs> wow. about time. It's a really good time for a break <laughs> if you'd like to take um, one. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of... That's all I've got. To, that's all I have to say about it's that. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I love it. This is. <laughs> Thank this you for is, listening. I, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I'm I hope that really was more empowering it. instead it of very, like. It was empowering. It wasn't like get off, <laughs> yeah. get off your ass and do something. That's not who we are. That's not what we're saying. And, Great. And I, good. And I that's got good. that for sure. We're gonna play.